Hey guys, Aaron here. Just a quick note before we get started. We'd like to ask you for your support, and I don't mean financially, as there are plenty better places for your money to go in 2020, from Feeding America, to the Equal Justice Initiative, to the Trevor Project, all of which I'll leave a note for in the cast notes. The support we're asking for, if you listen to this show, is to review us on Apple Podcasts and to tell your friends about the show. The forecast, more than anything else, is an experiment for our group to discuss all the things we love. Board games, video games, all of the random things we bring up during the podcast. And if you love listening to us as much as we love recording these ridiculous episodes, then please head over to our page on the iTunes store, leave us a rating, or if you really feel like it, leave us a review and tell your friends about us. Seriously, again, thank you for the support. We appreciate you listening. Okay, on that note, on with the show. everybody, welcome to The Forecast, episode 108. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from video games and board games, to film and TV, to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash Community, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content there for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about, we put into our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, and I'm joined by a couple additional peeps. Alex? Hello. Jake? Hello. Caleb? That's me. And Owen? Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. So uh, let's again start with something that I'm sure will not be just like off the cuff, Googling furiously right at the very beginning of the podcast, which is Alex time a 1.8. What do you have for us this week? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think about this all throughout the week, and then I'm like, I'll figure something out. And then the you podcast happens, and I'm like, it just escapes my mind. Like, it doesn't even, like, it's literally written on the page, and I don't even see it. It's blocked from my vision. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, there's a solution. We can just increase the font size so that you will yeah. guaranteed be <laughs> able to see. Make it very large. Yeah, yeah, make it magenta. There we go. Oh, Alex no. Time that's one one. That's <laughs> <laughs> So do you have anything for us at all, or should we just skip it? It's a end of podcast thing this week. Oh, it's an Ooh. end of podcast. Is that 2.0? You're debuting no, at the end no, of the podcast? No, that's, a, that's so, just this is the like, iteration. Okay, so this is 1.7.1. That's good. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, perfect. What well, is this font where the T touches the I? I, I don't, what I don't know. That? Okay, that's my. That's, that's a. That's just a new letter. It's just Calibri. <laughs> just get out. That's all let's, let's just move on to uh, what have you been playing lately? And Jake, we'll start with you this week. Oh my God, that's so much pressure. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so last weekend, I finished Persona Three. Well. Okay, I guess that's not really fair. I finished with Persona 3. <laughs> Persona 3's like, I was getting really into it. I was like, yeah, you know, the characters, the story. Now I just got to finish the last boss. And the last boss is the worst. It's the worst. 
I know I've said that before on this program, but I take it back. Bed of Chaos, all is forgiven. Because Persona wow. 3 has a worse boss. Wow. We talked about Bed is of it... Chaos for weeks on yeah, this podcast. Because I, I hate it. it. So do you hate it mechanically or story-wise? Or what, what is your bane of this hate? So he has 13 forms. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. 13. What? Like the 13 first... health bars? The f- y- yes. But also <laughs> he changes between each one. Right. The first it's... 12 are like the good part. Like, if it was just the first 12, it would have been fine. But the 13th one, he's got, like, six times the amount of health as any of the other forms. And he has this move where he just doesn't get hurt anymore. So it's just, it's a slow fight. Uh, Persona 3, if anyone doesn't know, it's a JRPG. So it's not fast combat. So I spent probably, like, 20 minutes just on this last form. Probably more like 30 minutes. Just whittling his health down. And I got him down to, like, 10%. And they did this move that charmed one of my guys. And they healed him to full health. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. So I just was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. It's the last boss. I can do it. I will him back down to 10 again. He charms one of my guys, gets healed back to full. I turned the console off. I'm not doing it again. That's it. That's all I got. I spent two hours on this guy and he's at full health. I could I couldn't do it. I just had to Google the ending. <laughs> Is that why I said you playing Dark ending. Souls today? Were you trying to actually compare it to Bed of Chaos? No, no. I just <laughs> I'm also playing a lot of Dark Souls. On that note, I finished Dark Souls 3 finally. Uh, that one's just been kicking around for a while, like half done. So I finally went and finished it. It's a good game. It's hmm. not as good as the first one, I don't think. Way better than two though. It's a fun game. I like it. I just finished the DLC for that because I'd, I'd finished the game a long time ago, but then the DLC came out after I'd finished it. And the second DLC, really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, Ringed City? Ringed City, yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely, it's like the part that's actually hard of that game. I feel like the main story is not that bad, but the Ringed City is really, really hard, actually. you have any trouble with Soul of Cinder? No, not no. even a little bit. No, I actually, I just, I grabbed a new weapon that I hadn't used before. And just tanked all the damage and just used the cool weapon art to flip around and kill him. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. It, I mean, I was probably way over leveled by that point, to be fair, yeah. because I'd done all the DLC. Right. But whatever. Uh, I also. So you finished three and then it looks like you went and started one again today. Yeah. So I finished I finished three and then I was like, oh, dude. I want to try out these different builds in three. So I started some characters there and then I was like, well, there's also a build I want to try in one. And so now I just kind of have s- built a few different characters in both three and one. So we'll just, you know, we'll see where that <laughs> the takes cycle me. continues. <laughs> yeah, nah, I've just, uh, you know, you know, you start playing Dark Souls and you're like, man, I really like Dark Souls. And then you finish it and it's like, well, I'm just going to play more Dark Souls, I guess. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if I keep playing that. Um, I also started playing Resident Evil 4. Um, this is just kind of a random Resident Evil thing since I finished 7. 7? 7. I was just like, man, I never finished Resident Evil 4 back when it came out on the PS2. So I'm getting back into it. And that game's just really good. If you just Um, wait like 8 months, there's probably going to be a remaster of it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I've heard rumors they're going to remaster it. And that would be awesome. Uh, but that that game totally holds up. It's just really good. 
I don't really have much else to say about it. Uh, the only other thing I got, I got Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated on the Switch. As it's basically the original game. It's gameplay-wise identical, as far as I can tell. Is this the one we saw at PAX? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we were all confused as to why they were making a new version of? I mean, I, what I like about it is just that Battle for Bikini Bottom was on PS2 and GameCube. And that's, mm. you know, hard to get a copy of that these days. But now, now it's on my Switch, and I can just play it any time. And that game, it holds up surprisingly well. It's just, it's a good little, like, Mario 64 clone mm. with Spongebob. It's even got most of the original voice actors. Wow. Uh, Not interesting. Mis- interestingly enough, the Steam page says it's overwhelmingly positive. 96% of reviewers yeah. out of almost 5,000 reviews. It's, I mean, it's actually, it's a pretty good game. It's harder than I remember, too. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just suck at video games, but I've I've gone down a few times. These random can, ass robots. You can beat Dark Souls and Sekiro. I feel like you don't suck I, at video okay, games. I haven't finished Sekiro. Bloodborne. <laughs> okay, fine. I suck well, yeah. at all of those. I'm the person who sucks at video games. <laughs> you probably do something <laughs> impressive that yeah, I don't something. know about. Some some. some yeah. Anyway, Owen. Hey, what have you been playing, buddy? Oh, uh, well, I've been playing some Fallout 76 because, of what? course. No way. Know, surprising absolutely no one. Doubt. Um, just enjoying the new, um, uh, what is it? It's like season, uh, what is it, a battle pass thing that they added into it. Um, they added a, lot- a battle pass? They added a battle pass into it, and the interesting <laughs> thing is a lot of people actually say it's pretty, and I think so, that it's also, it's pretty solid, like, as far as battle passes go, it could have sucked a lot, and it doesn't. And it's also free, so I think that's just kind of a lot of wins. Uh, all of the the when you track the battle pass to see you know what you've won and everything, you know, what your possible rewards are, it's all on one screen, which people seem to like instead of having to like tab through left and right through like a hundred different items and things of just being like, well, this is level one, level two. It's all on one screen in like a cool little game board. And it's just kind of like you are here and you can, you know, you can move your cursor around if you want to, but you don't have to actually like, you don't have to actually scroll through and, you know, load 10 pages just to see what these at the end of the battle pass. Hmm. So yeah. Just... So do do people like the battle pass or the interface for the battle pass? <laughs> Probably. Well, so I think the interface for the battle pass as well as the uh, some players have been commenting on the battle pass itself. I like the battle pass itself because it gives me more of a reason to play it. So it's like, oh yeah, I can actually I'm getting all of these uh cool things to build in my camp and cool cosmetics and things like that. Uh things that I would have spent on the uh you know the atom shop so i would have had to try to you know grind some currency to get it and i get it all for free so i like that please give me more free content that i don't have to actually pay for um so yeah just kind of playing that uh other things that i've been playing have been uh, a little bit of destiny here and there uh, as well as some MTG Arena, playing some of the new sets, including Jumpstart that just came out today, uh, and also some Civ Six. Civ Six got like wonky and awesome, and I love it. There's an entire 
mode now where i guess you know a set of rules that like asteroids can come down and just fuck up your tiles at any point in time uh and like just volcanoes are constantly spewing lava it's great and i love it it's just absolute chaos in the all of the best ways didn't they add some like cthulhu stuff to it as well um, as part of the new dlc i don't know anything about the Cthulhu stuff that might be coming, but oh. I know nothing about that yet. Yeah, it's talking about the secret society stuff, and they have the oh, Void yeah. Singers. Yeah, yeah, they added like secret societies where you can make cults and things like that, and you get like bonuses for having built a cult like you would have if you like made a religion. That's a strange thing for Civ to I think branch out in but they it's cool added, I like Cthulhu yeah they added so many weird things that I was like why would Civ do this but at the same time when you play it you're like oh this makes sense like I at least for the um like the soothsayers to make national uh na not national uh natural disasters happen it's great for those times when you're like okay i'm just trying to like be everyone's friend and i'm not trying to piss off any allies but this guy's getting ahead of me and like i gotta slow him down somehow you just like send a bunch of like these soothsayer priests over there and then they just make you know uh, a wildfire start or an asteroid fall from the fucking sky and now that they're, they're slowed down and you didn't have to like go to war with them you didn't have to so it's kind of nice that you can kind of play this game where you can sabotage your uh allies to give yourself an edge even when you're trying to play like the uh you know i'm friends with everyone card but you can also still do things to other players and other people to kind of give yourself that uh that edge hmm. um i'll go next uh i've only been really been playing two things uh one of which is warzone i know i've talked about this on several several podcasts how about how i appreciate their take on battle royale but i did want to mention they of course like most things anymore have a battle pass that is seasonal and we're on season four of warzone um but as a part of that i think they've been kind of taking the non-fortnite fortnite approach of having like events within game which are kind of cool um they've added a couple new elements one thing is uh they've added these three new like primary events fire sale which makes everything go real cheap uh which i assume is a call out to uh, zombies from black ops uh, jailbreak which is everybody who's in the gulag or currently dead just gets instantly revived and sent out to the battlefield so it's just a whole bunch of people all at once and then they also have supply choppers which are like um these little helicopters that fly around the map and if you can shoot them down they have tons and tons and tons of loot for you to pick up with your squad which is kind of cool um in addition to that they also have these new sort of elements they're called uh contraband con contracts so in Warzone, it's really cool because you pick up little contracts and that gives you cash and allows you to use the cash to buy things like revives and loadouts and killstreaks. Um, but if you complete them, sometimes they drop a contraband contract, which is like a, a skin, essentially. And if you can take that skin with your squad to a spot on the map that drops it off in a helicopter, you unlock that skin for the whole group, which is normally like something that's in the battle pass that's exclusive to the season that you can't normally get, but it just so happens to drop with a sort of mission that you get to do within the game. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's a really neat little way to... I think they're trying to keep people in the game rather than just, oh, I died, I'm just going to abandon the four squad mates that I don't know because I just joined up, you know, a foursome. 
Uh, it's kind of neat. Um, also been playing Neon Abyss, which is a uh, roguelite um, action platformer. It's kind of like uh, if you take Binding of Isaac and smush it together with Enter the Gungeon. And turn Man, it look into at you a... describing games. Hey, I'm trying. So I'm working on this, it, right? okay? I'm working. Uh, and make it a, you make it an action platformer, and that's what Neon Abyss is. Um, it has the very neon cyberpunky feel. And the premise is that essentially you're just kind of like at this bar and you're sent down to go recover things and defeat the uh, the new gods, which are essentially these like bosses that you're trying to step your way through as you sort of progress. Um, it has all of your I mean, they stole what feel like uh, they stole a lot from Binding of Isaac and Gungeon. So it has a lot of your normal applications. It has hearts, shields. Uh, you have pets in this that are spawned from eggs. Um, there's of course locked rooms. You have all the normal leveling, uh, movement, whereas the rooms get locked when you jump in and you have to feel enemies before you can move on. Um, there it, it's very, uh, synergy heavy, but, uh, what's the opposite of synergy? Dissergy? Yeah. Dissergy. Mm -hmm. Synergy heavy, but dissergy light. So I don't feel like it takes on the binding of Isaac of if I pick something up, it's going to be to my detriment as much. Even though there are hundreds and hundreds of items, just like Binding of Isaac is. A um, couple cool things I'll mention about this. Pets are kind of neat because they all have hit points. And if they get hit by a normal bullet, they're taking damage. Hmm. But if you keep them alive long enough, some of them evolve. And so oh, they'll yeah. go from just doing one specific thing to multiple things to, you know, a stage three evolution where they're doing actually a lot of damage. Um and then they also will interact with things in the game. So there's one, he's called the Gabber, and he looks like a politician with a head of hair that's pretty fluffy, and he's got pretty big gut, uh, and he just runs around and picks up all the money so you can't collect it. Oh, great. Which, yeah. That sounds awful. Does he give you anything? <laughs> he will randomly spawn you items. Okay, and by randomly, it's not very often. Uh, they also have death effects, too, so when they die, certain things happen, which is kind of cool. So they can um, soak bullets for you, too. They can, yeah. Hmm. Most of them do soak bullets. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple that specifically will just, like, move out of the way hmm. because they don't get hit, but... Um, additionally, like, room-based things, it's very, like, Isaac in that sense. There are hidden rooms. There's uh, essentially an angel-devil room where you kind of have options to go to one or the other. Uh, the angel room gives you kind of, like, two choices you can pick from. The devil room gives you three, but you have to sacrifice a heart in order to get something. Sound familiar? Um, treasure rooms, they have a shop, they have challenge rooms, they have strange things like uh, there's a basically like a progression track as you move. As you defeat bosses, you pick up these little elements. I don't remember what they're called, but you essentially use those and pay at the bar to unlock specific things for the game. So one of the things I unlocked, it's one of the first things you can unlock, is a piano room. And you can just go into the piano room and you jump around and you play a song on the piano and it gives you an item. But you have to make your jumps precise. Um, all in all, it's a cool game. It totally brings back the Gungeon feel, the Binding of Isaac feel for me. It's and it looks really great. They're they had some early release bugs, of course, like most things, and these are some first time developers here. So, um, but uh, they've already fixed it, and it's really fun. It's a little, probably a little pricey for the game size. Yeah, that's twenty bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Good uh, on sale game. On sale game. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I love it. So kind of depends on how much you're into roguelite stuff. <clears throat> Caleb. 
uh alex let's move on to you what have you been playing uh, a lot of different things um i guess just first i'll just go into super hot released a new game today uh super hot mind control delete which has apparently been in early access for a long time but just came out today um so it's really cool it's it starts you out kind of like you just go run through like a set of super hot levels and it's like standard super hot and you eventually get to the end of that and it runs credits and you're like all right that's weird that was very short um and then it puts you back at the title screen if you go back in again you run through it again with different stuff happening and you're like this is strange and then you get to the end of that and you like you start doing like weird super hot stuff you know how they get like all meta and you like find yourself playing at a computer or something and then you kill the person at the computer and then like everything shuts off and you go back through it again and it's like you can keep the game like comes up and tells you like you can keep on doing this you're just like mindlessly killing people for no reason like there's no point nothing's gonna change and then it's like you just want to keep on doing it and you're like yeah and it's like all right well here's something to mix it up i guess and then they give you your first upgrade or they call them hacks and all of a sudden you've got you know powers that are changing how you're playing and then the game unravels into this there's like an overworld where you're selecting different levels to go into and each level is like a little mini roguelike run where you have to beat the series of levels uh with a certain number of lives or else it restarts you at the beginning and every level or so you get like a new upgrade and they start doing stuff like they give you a power at one point where now you've you've got a power on the e key where you can like jump to people instead of having to walk to them you jump to them and punch them is the power very cool very fun to use uh and then you can start getting hacks to upgrade that so like at one point i was playing a run where i had every level i started with a katana and i had yeah. an upgrade that gave me two charges instead of one and killing somebody recharges charge faster and i could just like hop around the map and one shot everybody by the end of it star katana is the best hack by far it's really cool and it puts enough of a spin on super hot that it's like fun to play again and now with this overworld thing you're exploring different rooms essentially of the overworld map and once you get down a path enough you'll unlock a new upgrade to your upgrade pool or i'm presuming there's more powers because i've only unlocked the one power so far but i'm only like two hours into it so and I cleared the whole first map and it brought me to a, a second map now too. So how does it? You said it. You said it brings you back so you can play Super Hot again, so it doesn't feel like old and the same thing. Essentially, how does it feel compared to like Super Hot in VR? Because that is about as immersive of Super Hot interesting experience you could probably have. Yeah, I mean it's different than from that because it's not as visceral, right? That's very, I mean, you're still very abstracted playing on a keyboard and mouse. It feels, sure. you don't feel like Neo, probably. <laughs> but there's enough new stuff in it that it's very cool. There's new objects and stuff in there. There's, 
there's upgrades like there's one upgrade that you can get that improves throwables and that just means like normal bottles and stuff that you throw at people hits them harder but it also specifically affects knives to make them be able to penetrate people and um throwing stars to make them like return to you after hitting somebody which is super fun and i don't know i'm just enjoying it it's pretty hmm. pretty neat pretty good also it's it's worth noting that they came out a few days ago and were like if you bought super hot then we're just going to give you this new one for free so everybody that owned super hot before today owns this game now they gave Ooh. away over 2 million copies of the game. That's awesome. So, pretty awesome. Uh, and as long as we're talking about pretty awesome things, a new Trackmania came out. It's just called Trackmania. Of course it is. It's, it's kind of a remake of the original Trackmania, but at the same time, they've put all of the other stuff from all the Trackmanias that have come out since then into this one also. So you're using like the cars from the original Trackmania, but all the tile sets and road types and weird physics stuff that has come out since then is also in this. So it's just a best of kind of instead. And uh, remind us, Trackmania is the one where it's like you're constantly moving in circles trying to beat your own time, but there's also a whole bunch of other people racing. Yeah, so the the basic premise is it's always time trial so instead of directly starting a race and trying to do three laps and beating the other people and coming first you just run the one track a bunch of times in the six minutes that the server gives you to run it and you're trying to get the best time possible mm. and there's no collision but you can see everybody else driving so you can see like when somebody takes a different path than you would. You'd be like, "Oh crap, that's that does look faster." Actually, and you start doing mm -hmm. that instead. Um, there's one map I played on that specifically had like a hidden checkpoint that was frustrating me because the game is laid out like you have to hit all the checkpoints and then the finish line in order to post a score. Right. And there was like a jump that went off the track down into this other area. And you hit a checkpoint and then loop back around and come back up onto the track. And I went and raced the entire track and got to the end and it just like wouldn't finish. And I'm like, what the heck? So then I'm restarting and I'm watching people. And I see them launch themselves off the track down. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Then I do it and I'm like, there's a freaking track point down here. That's what a, what a terrible thing to do to somebody. <laughs> um, but it's basically just like incredibly arcadey. Like you're doing loops, you're doing huge jumps. Uh, tons of fun. And people are making tracks all the time. So it's like you just join an online server somewhere and they just populate it with tracks that people are making. So you're basically always playing new stuff. Kind of like Mario Maker. Where you it can is, just go play Mario forever and never play the same level. It is a very relaxing racing game. I never, I felt like I never was stressed playing that. Just kind of calm, chill, just driving a car. It can be. Or... Okay, I'm not you, you guy. <laughs> <laughs> or you can be like, I need to thread the needle on this turn and just barely not touch this edge or else my car is going to go flying off the track. And I'm, I'm posting a time that's 0 0.03 seconds faster than the guy in front of me. So I actually came out in, in first. 
Mm-hmm. You could that's, do that. That's why I play it. Uh-huh. You could do that. That seems a little bit more stressful. And other news, Ubisoft. Uh, I said last podcast that they announced they had a, a Battle Royale coming out. And then during the two weeks since then, they ran a closed beta test and then took it offline. And then a few days later, put it out to open beta. So now it's just kind of out. Um, Hyperscape. It's the new hotness, I will say. You can tell because if you go to Chad's stream, he's playing it. Uh, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a ton of fun actually. It's it's a battle royale, but it is they're ratcheting up the speed. Like I feel like every new battle royale that comes out is just faster than the last one. Like starting from mm-hmm. PUBG, which was like dog slow, to slow. you know like Apex, which is like pretty quick, to Call of Duty, which is I feel like even faster than Apex. Um, and then now this one is just like, you're playing, you're playing like Quake, but it's a battle royale. You're like jumping hundreds of feet in the air, like clearing buildings. You've got a concept of, um, what are they calling them? I think they're calling them hacks also. You're like in a virtual world, essentially, is the story. And so you've got quote unquote hacks, which is basically your powers, kind of like powers that would be on a Apex Legend, except for you can mix and match them as you find them in the in the world. So you got one that's like called Slam, what like throws you 300 feet in the air, and then you come down and slam on the ground and do damage in an area. Or you've got like a a big ball that you can turn into and bounce around the city that protects you for a while. Or you've got a teleport, just a straight teleport, or invisibility, or a scan that reveals people in in front of you. So you can mix and match all these kind of things. Uh, makes you feel pretty cool when you're flying through the air, and you can just like whip out your sniper and and shoot somebody off in the distance. Um, it's also very easy to lose people. Like everybody's running at Mach three thousand. Flying through buildings, you're sliding around, flying like, through the air. It's like Titanfall 2, but jumping really high. Also, without wall running. Without wall running, okay. Because that fast, game is faster. so fast-paced. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think you move faster than, than people in Titanfall Gosh. in this game. It's a ton of fun. It's, it's easy to get in and out of a game. It doesn't take long to find gear at all. And you're pretty much fighting somebody almost immediately all the time. Hmm. Um, and then the end of the game, they have a new concept called like the mode that they have out is called Crown Rush. So instead of killing everybody, and when the last few squads are on the on the field, a crown spawns, and somebody can grab it, and if they can hold on to it for thirty seconds, then their squad wins. Hmm. But it like shows where you are, obviously. So, sure. So it's trying to get away from like dragging the game out to just a couple squads in a small circle. Yeah, by forcing them to fight. That's kind of cool. They've also got no circle. Instead of a circle, they just like derez parts of the city over time. So you'll be in a building, and like the walls will start breaking down into polygons, and then eventually, if you stay there long enough the map will flatten out to this gray piece of 
plane and you'll start taking damage. I will say that they're very lenient on this. You take very little damage. <laughs> it's almost never an issue to be outside the the map, but also there's mm-hmm. no cover. So they've solved the issue of getting caught outside the circle and that being a dumb way to die. But also you can't just like camp outside the circle because there's nothing to hide behind. Mm. Um, and then the last thing that's different is every time you kill somebody, they drop a restore, a restore point and any of your allies can like when you die, you turn into this ghost and you can run around and follow your teammates and anybody that's dead can walk up to these restore points and hop inside of them and you can resurrect them right there. Oh, that's cool. So you don't have to get to like a specific spawn point for your players. You can just yeah, spawn like, them right where you kill someone. If you are in a fight with somebody and one of your teammates dies and you end up killing their squad, you can you can basically just get them back up. Man, this is like that's like, you know, do you ever play dodgeball in school in grade school when you hit somebody and like the person came right back yeah. in on your squad? Mm-hmm. If you catch the, the ball, you get somebody back in. And it's immediate. You don't got to take yeah. it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a couple of smart changes to the the formula. And also, right I, just, I just like the speed. I just like the speed of the game. It's very fun. Uh, what else I got? Oh, uh, me and uh, Aaron went through. I didn't even know this before playing the game uh, last podcast. But Shadow of the Tomb Raider has a couple of co-op maps in it. Very um, strange and, thing to have. Yeah, me and Aaron ran through there. There's five different challenge tombs that you can play with a partner. Now, what's strange to me is that there's seven challenge tombs and they made five of them co-op. <laughs> and they're not, there's nothing else co-op in the game. So they spent time to put in net code for this game to get let you play with your friend for these five, like 20 minute length each co-op tombs if that i feel like a couple of them were very short yeah also the co-op ones are built in such a way that you can finish them by yourself if you if you don't have somebody so there's it's it's not like the layout changes once you add somebody else to the party there's there's usually more than one path that you can go down so you can like do the co-op thing and like separate and like open a door for your friend or like whatever but it doesn't really change the the tomb in any meaningful way. Um, a few of them I thought were very fun. Some of they them are, were kind of weird and bad. They're very <laughs> pretty. They spent a lot of time making the environment really unique and really cool. But the complexity of puzzles is very low, to say the least. It's like that VR game that you played, yeah. Caleb, where you had to get the key out of the apple or whatever. What was the name of that demo you played? Gosh. I don't know what you're talking about. The mm. Apple they Simulator were... 2016. Yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember this. You were like, they advertised it as being mist-like. And one of the oh. puzzles was like, get the key, and you'd like reach VR up and, and grab the key. And that was the puzzle. You forgot mm. the name? It wasn't like a memorable game? Talking about the VR game? Yeah. Yeah. Temple of the Apsara, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Man. What, a, what a solid game. So bad. <laughs> yeah, so they're pretty simple puzzles. Um, definitely not worth buying the game to if you're like, I would like to play co-op Tomb Raider, so I'm going to buy this to do that. 
not worth it, even on sale probably when it was like ten bucks. Didn't Caleb talk about this game last podcast and say that he also didn't like it, like the single player? Or am I making? Yeah, no, I talked about it last time and I said it wasn't wasn't super great. Oh, but you got inspired. Caleb also agreed. I see. Okay. (laughs) Well, well, we were like, maybe the I was like, well, let yeah, the co-op could be cool. Co-op's cool in games. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's not co-op's not cool in games. Not in some (laughs) games. Well, just I don't know. Depends on who you have to play it with. Oh, <laughs> yikes. You're saying if I played it with you, it would have been better? No. I played it with Aaron, so it sucks. Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Oh, wow. I'm a bad video game player, dude. <laughs> That's true. Um, Last time I talked about how I finished Dishonored. Now I've played a good part of Dishonored 2. I'm not mm-hmm. enjoying it as much, I don't think. I've, st- I've been playing as Emily because I was like, I'll mix it up. I'll play the other one. Because I just played that whole game as Corvo. And I don't like her powers as much. Hmm. You don't her, like the tentacle power? Friggin' love the tentacle her power. Her tentacle power is weird. It's and weird. just not as good as Link. Yeah, that's true. It's not. But it can pull people. So it has yeah. another... It has another yeah. thing that it can do that Blink can't. That's alright. I feel like... I feel more restricted in what I can do in the second game. Hmm. A lot of the layouts and stuff like that, they they play like you can do whatever, but also they obviously want you to do a certain thing. Hmm. And there's like two rigid paths that you can go down or something. Whereas in the first game was very loose. I could I felt like I could just blink around and do whatever I want and it was it was fine. It was cool. So I don't know. I kinda of slowed down on that. Hmm. Did you get to the level? Uh, you have like a tool on your arm that like spreads out and makes a mirror. No, because that's a good that's a good good level. Maybe I'll work on getting to that level. <laughs> <laughs> I also played a game called Agent A. It has a subtitle, uh, Puzzle in Disguise, I think. That's right. A Puzzle in Disguise. I beat that game. Okay. Um, it's you know, basically, have you, I thought, I thought you had, but maybe I'm just remembering you telling me about it. I was talking to you about it. Okay. My bad. It's, um, it's basically like a escape room style video game. Uh, yeah. the premise is you're a secret agent that's sent on a mission to catch this bad lady. And you get to like her layer slash house. And she basically like runs away and traps you in it with a bomb. And so you have to like figure out how like a bunch of different puzzles and how to like escape from the house. So it's like finding keys inside nooks and crannies and and solving like panels on the wall that have various types of puzzles and Searching around, hunting, pecking for codes and stuff like that. Pretty, pretty entertaining. Um, towards the end of it, it it kind of started to drag because there was a lot of, all right, I got this piece of information from this room, and now I have to travel all the way over here to try to put it to use, and then that gives me a thing that I can use all the way over here because, like, by the end of it, you're not just in this house; you're on the beach and in this other cave layer that has multiple floors to it and like 
there's this, there's a like a mountain and like a radio tower and all this area that you have to cover and they don't make the puzzles necessarily very close together so it's a lot of just clicking as fast as you can to try to travel somewhere yeah i remember that being annoying but other than that it's a pretty pretty fun game pretty cheap and pretty short uh and then devolver put out a demo for this game what do you how did you pronounce it caleb Aliyah. Aliyah. how it's pronounced yeah well ija i told caleb he should play this demo and i told him i don't know how to pronounce the name of the game so he came back and said <laughs> and then, i think it's Aliyah. in the demo they say it multiple times and i didn't ever hear him say it <laughs> But it's it's a it's a side scroller action game where you get this like spear and you can chuck the spear at people and then once it's like in something you can teleport to it. It's a very satisfying mechanic. It is. It can occasionally be a little bit disorienting, but for the most part, I think it does a pretty good job. You can like string it together and like fly through the air and stuff. It's it's really cool. And finally, I've been playing a lot of chess. No. Like the last several podcasts. That new game? <laughs> brand yeah, new. Ch- Chess is a brand new game. Brand new. Uh, you I might have seen it on, on Twitch. <laughs> what if they had patches for chess? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to nerf rooks and buff knights. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll make the game play a little bit smoother. Uh, yeah, I, I've just been playing a lot against friends and family. So getting better. I, I am now even with Sam on games won and lost instead of just being down. So I'm coming back. Sam's brother started playing with me because he heard through Sam that I was playing with Sam. And his brother just like randomly contacted me. I've never met the man in my life and was like, let's play chess. So I've been playing with him. Beat him three times in a row now. Wow. Is this just this is just a bragging session? Yeah, a little bit. I'm there. A little bit. Also, I beat Aaron because he just like doesn't ever look at his phone and he let the time expire. I did. (laughs) I did let the time expire. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing, like I said, Dark Souls 3. And the reason I started playing Dark Souls 3 is I tried out this beta for Mortal Shell. Uh, I think it's over now. I think Jake went and tried to play it. It is, in fact, over. I tried to play it on Tuesday. Very unfortunate. But it's a, I mean, it's very Dark Souls-like. It's got everything you want in Dark Souls, and then it's got a couple of interesting mechanics. So it's got, the idea is you are this weak little creature, and you can find these empty shells and take them over, and you get, like, their abilities, and you can, like, learn their names and level up their abilities. Like Altered Carbon. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, and when you die, you get like knocked out of the shell, which gives you basically a revive because you can pop back in the shell at full health. So it's almost got the Sekiro one time revive kind of feel to it. And it's got a really fun mechanic where you like harden the shell and you pause in the middle of whatever you're doing. If you're right in the middle of a swing, doesn't matter, you harden right in the middle of it and you pause mid swing. And then if the enemy hits you while you're hardened, it like blocks the attack and they get like slightly staggered. So it gives like a, it's like a really defensive mechanic that you can use super offensively. 
you can be like attacking, be on super low stamina, hold the button to like harden, your stamina will start recovering, they'll hit you, get staggered, then you finish your swing and just like keep comboing them. It makes for some really fun, like bloodborne level aggressive gameplay. Wait, so you're souls like in the middle of a swing and you you go stone man or whatever, and then when you come out of it, you're you retain and, and get the swing. rock hard. Yeah, yeah. get rock hard. Sorry. <laughs> what it, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so you, you like maintain the swing force. Like, it's not like you're, yeah. you stopped there and you have to reset. You're just correct. Huh? You just Weird. follow so through just, with whatever it just you pauses, want. whatever animation you're in. Yep. Weird. And then resumes it. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. The demo is not very long. It's long enough to get you like through two short areas and a single boss. It's long enough to make me quit. <laughs> wow. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Game's too hard. Dark Souls is too hard. Dark Souls isn't that hard. <laughs> it's a hard game. I've heard it's not that hard. But Let's game, see you play it, Owen. That game's a lot of fun. I'm actually super oh. excited for it to come out. It is on PC. I was going to say, I don't think I have a console that plays it, but I realized it is on you, PC. You do. <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh, it's not that hard. Just, just do it. Just get good. <laughs> yeah. Just get good, guys. As they say. I've also tried out some Galaxy of Pen and Paper. That game is not very good. <laughs> so Knights of Pen and Paper, I remember liking it a lot until I hit like a certain point where I could not progress any farther without grinding. And it yep. gets like incredibly slow. This game starts out that slow. Ooh. Everything is slow. Even the combat animations are slow. The combat animation is slow. And then changing characters between combat is super slow. Why is that slow? There's no reason that should be slow. But it takes for freaking ever. It's exhausting. The game's not great. That's too bad. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Uh, and then also, I went back and played Titanfall 2 the other day. I think because I saw... Oh yeah, I saw it released on Steam, technically. I think it still opens Origin in the background to run. But I decided to play back through it. Played it on easy. Took me like two and a half hours. Game's so good. I cannot believe you beat that whole game in two and a half hours. Yeah, man. I mean, I know it's only like fly through it. Yeah, it's only like a six or seven hour campaign the first time you play through it. But still, that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It still took me like five hours on easy. Okay. (laughs) Caleb's like one of those good at video games, guys. Did you hear you (laughs) play Dark Souls? (laughs) (laughs) Very good at it, apparently. Uh, Let's talk about a couple things in uh, news realm. Uh, First and foremost, a little bit about uh, Microsoft and their cloud gaming system that they're going to be releasing in September, um, which is called xCloud. Super original name. Mm. Yes. I don't know if you guys know, but the X is there because it's Microsoft and it's part of their Xbox stuff. And the cloud oh. is there because it's cloud-based gaming. What? I know. I thought it was like Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, start that explanation. The X is there because it's Microsoft. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, hang on, back up. That, that doesn't make sense. Um, they're talking about launching it in September, of course, just two months prior to when the Xbox Series X console comes out, uh, which is the precursor to the Xbox Series X series console, which will be coming out in another 10 years. We're just going to keep adding words and, and letters to the end yeah. of it. It'll, You'll it'll get it. Fun. How did you get inside scoop on, on the console after the next console? Uh, well... I feel like we people. should post that somewhere. No, That's an exclusive. no, 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 no. In fact, I probably should cut this part of the podcast. It's important that I don't release that info. 
All right, cut that part. And then we'll start here. We, we totally didn't say anything relevant for this. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, so the Project xCloud stuff, uh, they were talking about how it's going to be, uh, for people who are paying for the Game Pass, it's just free streaming to like whatever devices you have, which is kind of neat. But then also you can just pay for the service. And they're supposed to be starting with 100 games playable. The important thing in all of these articles that I've read is that they don't have negative latency, so I don't know how they're mm. going to compete with Stadia. Yeah. Yeah, That's Stadia is the one to beat. Everyone loves it. Everyone's been playing it nonstop. And they've all mm-hmm. beat it already. It's which true. Which is why they've all stopped playing. <laughs> I mean, That was their problem. <laughs> why, would, why would you want to pay a service fee and just get all the games being able to stream to you when you can pay a service fee and then also buy the games on the service. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. And this, you give them more money, which means it's better. Yeah. That's, That's how that works. works, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also sure. you can only play them on that service. As long as you're paying them for the service. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, excellent. it's a good, a good business plan. It's an excellent <laughs> business plan. Game streaming. Look into it. But seriously, honestly, if you're going to do it, Stadia, end of story. You've already beat all the games you want to play, so you might as well get Stadia because negative latency. Yeah, the way of the future, guys. You don't even need to play them. You can just think about playing them, and it's done. They're done. finished. You've already Have they been it. adding games to Stadia. Still, Is that a thing that they've been doing. Uh, not that I know of. Honestly, don't even know. I I feel like it's Google's me. just kind of like if we don't talk about Stadia anymore, people will forget, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're off the hook. <laughs> uh, it shows a quite a few games, and there are still upcoming games that are going to be added. And there are at least 40 games on this list. Valhalla, uh, Celeste, Baldur's Gate 3, Dead by Daylight, Cyberpunk, all the hitbands. Sekiro. Guys, I can probably beat Sekiro. Yeah, That's you true. You should do that. It's a good game. Get to the main menu. Done. Did it. Done. Already, <laughs> yeah. already beat it. Uh, also wanted to mention uh, other other video game related thing. Um, of course, there's a lot of sports teams returning to their uh their actual stadiums to play games but they cannot have fans um i don't know if you guys ever watched john Oliver, super hot he had he had uh he had a segment where he was showing some japanese games and they had a bunch of robots there as fans uh yeah it looked awesome uh but (laughs) instead of doing that of course there's a lot of people who are trying to figure out how they can maintain the game sound so the players feel like they're playing with a live uh, audience so uh, they're going to be taking a bunch of video game official crowd noise and sourcing it into stadiums so that when these Heck teams yeah. are playing, they have like uh, something in the neighborhood of like 75 to 100 different effects that they can play based on the action that's currently being uh, on the field. That whatever's currently happening, they can sort of change the crowd sound. That is the saddest thing that I've <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> Your job is to kick a ball really hard, but you can't do it unless someone's constantly saying, good job, kick that ball so good. <laughs> well, the alternative is, um, they had a couple of years ago, they had a Baltimore Orioles game where they couldn't have the fans in the seats. And so they just shut it down. The Orioles still played. And the announcers, instead of announcing like a normal baseball game, started, because it was so quiet, they announced like it was golf. So they had this like very like, Oh, looks like it's a line drive. That's a really nice shot right out into left center, and it's going to roll. 
That's a really nice layup on the green there, John. What do you think about that? So it hopefully this will make it a bit more uh, action packed, even though there's not fans in the in the seats. So that, that is just for the benefit of the players, though. It is 100 yeah. percent for the players, although. You could also think that it might have something to do with when you're watching a game on TV and you expect to hear the sounds of the crowd and you do not. You just hear crickets, silence. Yes. Especially with baseball. Just like That's I a- had it in post, though, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to just mic up the teams. Instead, yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's way better. What if they could use like motion tracking and then just use like like Madden and then the inputs for what's happening in the Madden game is what's happening on the field based on motion tracking and then you just play the audio from the Madden game through the, the speakers. There you go. Mm. That, that seems like easier. it takes a lot more. <laughs> yeah, easier. That's and then cool. everybody can like watch from their their inside the game, the virtual version of it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a great, great plan. What if you just have a guy playing Madden in the booth, and you just hope it kind of matches up? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just the, play Madden. Is just take the two teams. <laughs> Just pick the two teams that are playing and then play like a regular Madden game. Are you also you playing this audio onto the field where the players are playing? Yeah. Okay, so Obviously. the moment in game, in like video game, when somebody gets a hit, it's going to make the sound of the ball coming off of the bat, even though the pitch is like mid-pitch in actual game. So everybody's going to freak out because this man hasn't <laughs> hit the ball. It, it's called lag. Oh, yeah. you know what? It. They should stream it with stadium players. Yeah, there you have go. Been That's true. Dealing with lag for ages. <laughs> Guys. Okay, one other thing. Uh Twitch. Let's talk about Twitch for a second. Um and and a man's a single man's lawsuit. Oh Alex, you want to talk about this yeah. one? I wanted to oh, make just, sure we didn't talk one, about this already. One <sighs> specific one. So the dude there's a dude suing Twitch because he can't stop jerking off to the ladies on Twitch. <laughs> He's suing them for like $20 million. $25 million. $25 million. Just... Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> what a hero. Yeah. No. We were all, we've all been thinking it. <laughs> so if... he's just like, I-, I can't stop. I just go on Twitch and there's these women there and then they just make me do it. I can't, I can't help it. What? He never heard of like Pornhub before like <laughs> he's, I'm very well, not, confused the point is he's not trying to do it he's not trying to to jerk off he's just trying to watch some nice video games but the, there's ladies there that attract his eyes and he can't help himself because he has like sex addiction he says I was gonna say that man so, sounds like he should uh sue Twitch you're right <laughs> yes we're <laughs> all get some psychiatric help is what I was gonna say he's well, saying there's can... there's no way to like filter out the women to where he doesn't have to see them so he's suing Twitch for for having girls making making yes. him do such a thing he's he's like got in his his thing that he's like injured himself in well, his private parts because of this. I, I have a solution for him. He can turn off the computer and now he doesn't have that problem. That doesn't make any sense. Suing Twitch makes a lot more sense if okay. you think about it. 
<laughs> and then couple, he like specifically listed like tons of women that she yeah, on the platform. I mean, that's so, smart. <laughs> a couple of notes about this man. First of all, the lawsuit is 56 pages long and includes images of people on Twitch. Second of all, if you look at his profile, he apparently follows 786 women on Twitch and absolutely zero men. Well, that <laughs> would be every inch of your own problem. <laughs> and third of all, this man has also sued Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and Blizzard. Wow. Mostly for similar things. He must be really rich. So yes. this incel is very popular is what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, let's move off of new stuff. Let's get back to some video game related things. Um, let's talk about Skull and Bones for a second. Yeah, so I've talked about Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag on here a few times. And usually when I do, Alex is like, oh, you must be really excited for Skull and Bones. Mm -hmm. And the answer was always no, because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> but now the answer is probably just never. Because <laughs> they announced it's going to be like a live storytelling game. Mm, that sounds what does that mean? awful. I, I kind of don't know. Uh, I heard it compared to like what Sea of Thieves is doing. So, so I guess awful. it means a successful you, game. Yeah, you launch a game that's like not done, and everyone walks away from it, and then a few years later, people go, "Oh, it's it's all right." Oh no, no, you're talking about <laughs> Fallout seventy six. Yeah, I was gonna say if you, I mean, if you yeah. need bad ideas, <laughs> trust me, they're abound. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird because this game has been all over the place. Like got announced years and years ago and then you just never heard anything. And now they're like, yeah, it's going to be a live storytelling game. And it's like that doesn't mean anything and nobody wants this anymore. <laughs> well, it is it is Ubisoft. I mean, they are on like the cutting edge of pretty much everything. They know That's what they're true. doing. Hey, man, they have a new battle royale. They yeah, do. everyone exactly. loves it's great. Maybe, it's, maybe next they'll make a MOBA. Uh, we should talk a little bit about uh, you play forward, actually. Yeah. That was hey, there. games that we knew were coming out finally have release dates. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Alex, did you watch this? The whole thing? Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. Um, it's there was not a lot of new stuff. Like the big, the big new announcement was Far Cry Six, which they showed none of the actual game and said it was coming out like over a year and a half from now. So who really cares right now? Uh, they did make a really, really cool trailer for it that has nothing to do with the game. Really? Of that course. is stylized right. like a TV show and has dude from breaking bad in it. What's his name? Uh, it's also in the, the Mandalorian. John Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. That guy. Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Gus Fring, yeah. that's what it is. Yep. So he's in it. He's like the main villain. And also he's got his, his son that he's obviously brainwashing to be an evil person. This does yeah. not sound like a Far Cry game. What, just throwing a, <laughs> a giving him a grenade and then pulling the goddamn pin? <laughs> uh, I will say that that video was very well done, although it tells me nothing about the game. But mm -hmm. it was cool. Um, well, other and they, they had leaked it, uh, or it, it had been leaked on, I think, oh, yeah. the store, like maybe the PlayStation store in China. Um, yeah, I'm sure they were happy about that. Yeah, their big new announcements, like blown days before. 
Uh, yeah, the other big stuff was obviously Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. So they did a whole long thing on Watch Dogs Legion, which does look very cool still. It's, it seems very ambitious for what it is. It's, it's looked cool for a year. I'm glad that they finally said when it's actually coming out this year since it was yeah. you know, pushed back from the end of last year to the beginning of this year to the middle of this year to, JK, we mean the end of this year. I'm like, thanks, guys. Well, just, they, is... they pushed it back like twice and then eventually said, eh, it's pushed back and we don't know when it's going to come out. <laughs> it doesn't have a new date yet. And then finally, this at this thing, they gave it a new date. So that's nice. Uh, October 29th is the new date. Um, but yeah, that's their whole thing is like, there's no main character. Like you just recruit random people from around the world and you can play as anyone. I'm so glad to just get an entire army of like old ladies and just. Fuck yeah. It up. <laughs> and did it anybody... sounds like. Hey, go ahead. Did anybody like the first game? Weren't there two? two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs oh, 1 and 2. 2 was like free on Epic last week? This week? During the Uplay thing? Uh, Watch Dogs 1 was pretty bare bones, but interesting. I mean, kind of like how Assassin's Creed 1 was when they did sure. a new thing and they were like, we don't really know what to do with this yet. Watch Dogs 2 was fairly solid, but not amazing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm way more interested in this one than those other ones. Like in terms of seeing stuff before they came out and being like, oh, that looks cool. It, right. it really does seem like a neat concept of a game. And if it pulled off well, this could be just fantastic. It, also, it, it just could be quite a great game. It takes place in like police state London, which is pretty sick. Yeah. And the different like people people in the game have like backstories and like their lives that they've lived and that will contribute to like what kind of powers they can have when you control them sounds pretty cool how 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 long do you think it's going to take for someone to complain about this game uh for being about a uh military police state in our current time of day uh, even though they've been developing this, what, for like probably three or four years and could have never guessed this is the outcome. Yeah, well, I, the thing was when they first announced it, it was like Brexit was happening and it was just like, ooh, oh, oof. Uh, <laughs> weird timing there. Weird timing you got there. You know, sometimes it's just fun to see people make video games and just being like, oh, yeah, we need like a bad, you know, dystopian future. And then they make that, and it's somehow eerily similar to the things that are currently going on. And you're like, huh, this got weird. <laughs> you weren't supposed to predict the future as well as you did. Yeah. Uh, they showed actual gameplay for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I saw some um, of that. It looks cool. It just looks like it looks Assassin's like Creed. The, the same recent thing again. Assassin's Creed games. Yep. Maybe a little bit more brutal. It looks like there's more gore going on. They're like, you're a, you're a Viking, so you're, you're more brutal with your attacks. You're like slicing dudes' heads off and stuff. Yeah, the devs all played God of War, and they're like, man. <laughs> God. 
gosh, we need some of this in Assassin's Creed. And then there's like some other dumb stuff that came out. Like they're putting Brawlhalla on mobile. What which why? sounds terrible. And then <laughs> they're making another mobile game called Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which has like all of the Tom Clancy's universe peoples in it. Like all the the Siege heroes and like uh, Sam Fisher and like all, all the other characters you would mm. recognize from Tom Clancy. Even Tom, Tom Clancy, Clancy has, has been dead for what, like a hundred years? Some villains and stuff. <laughs> I feel like Tom Clancy games are usually you are a nameless guy with a gun, and that's the character. <laughs> Maybe they have nameless guy with gun. I mean, I that'd there. be that'd be good. Everyone <laughs> loves nameless guy with gun. <laughs> I saw they also did some. Um, they detailed some additions to Ghost Recon Breakpoint because it had such poor reviews in the first year. They're yeah, talking I mean, about that, making some changes. That stuff's been out for that stuff's been out for a long time. Um like they're adding AI to that game. <laughs> like what? Huh? Like <laughs> you can't play with AI teammates in Breakpoint apparently until this latest update comes out. They should uh add some NPCs next. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> Uh, Ubisoft wasn't the only one who also did a, a conference to showcase some of their games. Um, Devolver Digital also had a little mini sesh going on. Uh, yeah. It's only like it's only like forty some minutes long, wasn't it? Yeah, I haven't actually watched the direct thing itself, but I looked at a bunch of stuff they released. They released a little game uh, free on Steam called Devolverland Expo. You're like walking around the closed expo. And you're sneaking around, getting sneak peeks at all the games and whatnot. It's not worth playing through. <laughs> There's like a minimal amount of actual gameplay, and otherwise you are looking at the, I guess, pretty neat expo things that are in it, and watching the trailers of games. Oh, fun! But they announced some games that actually have release dates now. You, remember, you guys remember Carrion? We've seen it packed for like the past three oh, years. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, the it's, game it's where coming you're big out. Big red, big red thing. Yeah, yep. it's coming out in a week. Oh, wow. don't know what's taking so long on that. I can't imagine why <laughs> that game has taken so long. Super complicated. Game. Have you seen the graphics in that game? <laughs> Incredibly detailed. It looks surprisingly simple for having been in development for so long. Uh, they have process. <clears throat> the Aaliyah game, which Alex talked about. The the demo is very cool. Love you should check that out on Steam. Uh, they have. Disc Room, which I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, we, I do. We played that in the Humble Bundle. As mm-hmm. I think a Humble Original. Mm-hmm. But I guess now it's actually releasing. It's got like a different aesthetic for some reason. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know how it went from that to this, but now I guess officially coming out. And they mm. got this new uh, Shadow Warrior 3, which just looks like Shadow Warrior 2. Maybe a little bit crazier. I guess that's what you'd want out of it. It looks like more arena focused to me from watching the trailer. More arena focused. Mm. Like instead of having like a linear level you're running through, like you have combat arenas like a Doom. It looks like they they kind of set you up in an area and you kind of fight there for a while. I don't know if that's yeah. actually what it's going to be like, but. No, I do remember it seeming kind of like that. 
Yeah. It looks like they're taking some keys from Doom. Yeah, definitely does. Hmm. Uh, what else was there? There's uh, hopefully it'll be co-op. Fall Guys game, just like the. Oh yeah, that game. It's like sixty people online yeah. or something. Like huge. Like a online uh, co not co-op. Not co-op really. Physics game. I mean, I think yeah. there's team-based modes, but I still wouldn't call that co-op. Looks like Wipeout or something like one yeah. of those game shows. That's a good description. Uh, there's a new Serious Sam, I guess. Serious Sam Four. I thought, could have sworn they were on like six already, but I guess Serious Sam Four is coming out. I I do believe there's been more than four Serious Sams. There's just not four <laughs> numbered Serious Sams. Right. Nice. Why would you keep numbering them sequentially? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Gosh. <laughs> uh, another big event-related thing, not necessarily a uh, conference or announcing of games, but uh, announcing a summer event for Dota. Um, Aghanim's Labyrinth was announced two days ago. Alex, have you played it yet? No, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, this is going to be good content, though. I know. <laughs> it looks cool. It's. I mean, I just wanted to call it out. It looks like it's like a dungeon crawler roguelite co-op thing. That's Dota. really interesting. There's not a lot of those on the market right now. So. <laughs> I know, right? But it's with Dota people, so. Very oh, cool. wow. I take it back. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Have yeah, they added Ben 10 to Dota yet? That's the next one we've all been waiting for. We gotta I mean, cut this content, too. Gosh. I think that's shit. what they're teasing in the new the roguelike mode is the Ben 10 character that they're yeah. adding. I'm in love with you. If they add Ben 10 to Dota... I will play nonstop. <laughs> I'll be a Ben 10 main. I'm going to hold you to that, Jake. Then please yeah, no do. kidding. Uh, let's give over and talk a little bit about film. Um, Netflix released, recently released a movie called The Old Guard. Yes, they uh, did. Owen, you watched that recently. I did. Uh, I saw that there was a movie with Charlize Theron kicking people's asses, and I was like, hey, I liked the last movie I saw of Charlize Theron kicking people's asses. Which I'll was this one, uh, Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, this is not as good as Atomic Blonde, but I still feel like it was solid. It was enjoyable. I mean, it was exactly what I wanted it to be, which was you know good fight choreography, cool gunplay kind of things. Um, the I didn't know that going into it that this is based off of a comic book series, uh, and the entire like story of it is that there are these. Uh, soldiers basically that uh, cannot die and they've formed a small group of, as a you know, mercenaries uh, just trying to you know watch each other's backs and stay alive with uh, you know the fact that throughout time anyone that would have you know uh, immortality would be hunted down whether it was by the church or by scientific groups um, hmm. so you know they kind of watch each other's backs and that's the plot of it is you just watch these cool badass mercenaries kill people with like a fucking submachine gun and an axe and i'm just like this is fun hmm. so uh, what was that other fun. uh mercenary related squad movie that um under the seven six underground is that what it's called there was like squad of mercenaries this netflix movie yeah uh yeah with uh ryan reynolds yep. yeah 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 They've put out some not like terrible content recently. They they seem to be trying to keep up with uh, everyone else, you know, in the in, in, in the streaming wars at home, you know, trying to keep us all busy. 
Right. Uh, speaking actually of uh, Netflix content, let's talk about Down to Earth with Zac Efron, Alex. Yeah. That's. That on Netflix? I, I don't even have to Disney see the. Plus. I don't even have to see the color of the text to know <laughs> who watched this. It is a Netflix original. Okay. On Netflix. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It popped up on Netflix and it said the Zac Efron name. So I was like, I guess I'll watch that. I mean, it's it's a weird show. It's about um, Zac Efron chilling with this dude that's like all into eating healthy and sustainability. And they just like go places and they're like, oh, how are you sustainable here? And they're like, well, we're using like clean energy. And Zac's like, cool. And he just like sits there and he looks very (laughs) out of place. And he's like, bro, like... Look at that waterfall. That's that's sweet, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah. How Zac is this Efron, a real show? Zach Efron not qualified to do this show, but you know, I guess they needed a name to go with it or something. And he's just hanging out. He's like in the blue lagoon in Iceland, and he's like, yeah, this is a sweet spot, man. Pretty sick, bro. Pretty bro. sick, bro. Uh, Who thought that show was necessarily a good stuff. idea? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got a great idea. It's, just, it's really funny watching him talk to like the scientist at this uh, geothermal plant, and they're like describing how they're pulling energy from the earth. And then Zach's like, "Cool." <laughs> I got. And then he asks like a question because he feels like he has to be involved. He's like, "So all that goes into this turbine here?" And they're like, "Yep that that's what we said." <laughs> Did you miss? Did you miss that part in our, <laughs> our speech? Oh, what a what a what a it's, thing! It's to fun put show. on Netflix. I uh, also did want to mention one thing in board games. Um, Z-Man Games has officially announced their next season of a game you guys have never played. I know uh, it's called Pandemic Legacy. Oh, that oh. sounds cool. They have had two seasons already. Uh, right. Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and Season 2, and now they will be having Pandemic Legacy Season 0 as oh, the... Guys. Hey, <laughs> oh, guys. You were so close. <laughs> is Valve making this? <laughs> no, obviously George Lucas has something to go on with this, with the number counting here. Everybody knows you count 1, 2, 0, 3. So, 7. How it goes. Four. I do think the weird thing about uh this legacy game they because since they have seasons like everybody just kind of uh, kind of assumes that it just like you have to play one then the next and the next and the next but they're so they're set so spread far apart so the first one's kind of present day the second one's 70 years in the future and this one is like cold war but they're all related to the same basic story arc you just don't have to play them in any specific order um there'll just be little pieces and parts that you kind of pick up on as you play each of them that tie into the other games which is kind of cool um, I don't know about the idea of finishing a trilogy of games with a prequel, as they have said that this is their last Pandemic Legacy. They will be doing. Oh. Yes, because then they're going to be making Pandemic Two Legacy, Legacy. Season One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did they well, call it a trilogy at any point? They call it a. Uh, I'm pretty sure they use the term trilogy. Um. Well, they just called it the last game in the trilogy is how they phrased it on their site. I'll find it. I'll find it for you. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. 
Why don't you like that? <laughs> I don't like it. How is that different from anything else? Why is that worse? It would actually be slightly better if it was one, two, three. Now it's zero, one, two. Yeah, it's zero indexed. Yeah. It makes perfect sense <laughs> to me. Even better. It'll be interesting to see how this game works because the second season two of Pandemic Legacy changed the basic pandemic formula slightly enough where you didn't feel like you were playing normal pandemic but it was still very fun you still kind of like used your pieces and components in the same way so this one is supposed to be based around you as uh cia agents working to stop uh, the soviet union from producing a like follow-up uh follow-up virus to COVID or to coda which was COVID. the i almost said yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, <laughs> coda which is the the virus that you fight in pandemic season one, but it's like Coda 403 or something. So it's like generations of Coda beyond the one that they failed and started this new project in the Soviet Union. And that's what you're playing as to try and stop 1960s. I don't understand. It's a follow up to the disease that you fought in pandemic season one that takes yeah. place before that. Well, it's it's called Coda, but it's got another number after the back. So it's like Coda one something. And Pandemic Season 1 is Coda 403. So it's like the 403rd iteration of this virus that they're trying to use to wipe out a specific population center of the planet. Are you this sure it's like, not that that Coda got made in the year 403? It, no, it's definitely not. It happens in present day. The first one. Do you think Trump played Pandemic Legacy and that's the reason why he thought... <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> was the 19th iteration. Yes. That's mm -hmm. why he thought that's exactly yeah, that's why he thought it. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, most I importantly, see all the Trumps sitting around the table playing pandemic legacy. That's how they're making their policy decisions. Um, last but not least, let's let's talk about the most important part of this podcast, which is Alex Time 1.7.1. Alex? Right. You still don't have anything, do you? No, I have a thing. It's it's uh, the top tech flops or fails of the decade. As opposed oh. to those flops that were successes. <laughs> well, it's like yes. it's like the opposite of the top tech of the decade, I guess. Tech failures. From okay. The Verge. It's coming to you from The Verge. Mm. Uh, number 10 is Apple's butterfly keyboard. You know about that stuff? Nope. What is that? The new Macs. Um, well, I guess not the new ones now, but the new ones previously uh, changed how their keys worked, and everybody hated the way their keyboards felt for a while. They had these new types of switches that they were very, very thin, and it basically had no throw. Hmm. Bad stuff. Third, like super thin membrane? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no. Don't do that. We need, we need um, physical keys. So like Janae's Mac is like the version before that, before everybody got mad at him, where you can actually feel the key. Mm. Uh, number nine is the concept of privacy. <laughs> That's a failure <laughs> of wow. the decade? Yeah, in, in mean, the like, tech industry. Sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's funny. I thought that was really funny. Uh, number eight is they just cite Google's messaging strategy because Google can't figure out how they want you to use their services. Mm -hmm. And they shut down different services all the time. Like, and like 
GChat's a thing or it isn't now or it is. I don't know. I mean, they had a very clear message at the start of Google. We're not evil. <laughs> and they got rid of that and everything just went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven is 3D TV. Remember uh-huh. how that, oh, that I, rose I will last decade? That one. Yeah, yeah. I'll 100% agree with that. That was, that was supposed to be such a huge thing. Yeah, it was supposed to be the next big thing. Basically not a thing anymore. Like You can't even buy 3D TVs anymore. Uh, number six is Fire Phone. Amazon, like an Amazon. Phones. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Which is, I didn't even know they tried to make phones. I I nope. did remember that. I was gonna say it's number five. Firefest. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely a fail of the decade, but if, it's not if, in this tech list. If you're naming something fire, just stop. You've already <laughs> lost. Number like five Firefly. is Google Glass. Oh. Google Glass. Oh, remember Google Glass? Don't bring it up, Jake. Yes, <laughs> Google Glass is great. Google Glass it w- was, you know, uh, John Pappas had a Google Glass. Oh, th- God. That he would bring occasionally. Freaking flat <laughs> earth society, baby. Uh, that's so funny. They just gave up on that crap. That's, we just name drop him on this podcast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay, cool. It'll be fine. He probably doesn't listen. Uh, Windows Phone is number four. Okay, yeah. Two different mm-hmm. types of phones that just like flopped yep. in this list. Okay. Uh, number three is a thing I never heard of. It's called Theranos, no, which is apparently it's from Marvel. <laughs> He's the purple guy. He did yeah. fail, actually. Yeah, epically, you might say. Oh wait, this is the woman who said she had a better way of doing blood testing. Yes, that is. She's oh. evil. I was going to say, that's not so much a fail as it was a scam, right? It was a super yeah. scam, yeah. So their had... their company was valued at like $9 billion at one point. Jeez. And uh, they went out of business in 2018 because the technology did not exist. It was all faked, and it was a big scam. And, yeah. It still boggles my mind that you could get away doing something like that with science, with, like, tech. <laughs> Because, like, in business, it's like, you know, business is just numbers. So you just say you have good numbers, and people are like, oh, they have good numbers. Give them money. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, with tech, like, you'd think at some point someone would be like, so where is it? (laughs) Or how does it work? We would like to see the thing. Yeah. I just just think that's so crazy. This says that they tricked VCs and corporate executives and customers by using standard lab blood tests instead of the product that they were selling. Correct. fucking lord. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Uh, it was that that story was broke by the Wall Street Journal, actually. And then they I think she's supposed to go to trial. This year, I think it actually, was, I think it was supposed to be earlier this year, and then they delayed it to like the fall or something. Terrible. <laughs> uh, number two is the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Which is if that the one that exploded? Was the one that exploded <laughs> a lot. No. Do you remember going like? The airport, and they'd have like a sign that said yeah. "No Galaxy Note 7s. No yeah. Galaxy Man, oh, no explosives. explosives. <laughs> I had a coworker that had one, and Blow all the stories came out. No, he just he just no, had he, one. He and, had a coworker. And, uh, yeah, I did, and then now he's gone because he got blown up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a coworker that had a Galaxy Note Seven, and all these stories came out about them blowing up, and he was like. 
I love my Galaxy Note 7. I'm not giving it up. They can't make me. I'm like, dude, your house is going to burn explodes. down. <laughs> like, like, hey, listen, I'm sure it's a nice phone until yeah. it explodes. Until you lose all of your possessions because your house has been burned down. I just leave it on the charger all day to see if it'll blow up. Uh, number one is hilarious to me. This is what they put at number one. Ajit Pai. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh gosh that, you, you guys know that he's hurts. from our hometown right yeah thank mm-hmm. you heard thank this. you again for that really? yeah i appreciate that you're breaking hey, well, we had nothing no part in that nothing good comes from parsons i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> hey we came from parsons no we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't grow up in parsons no Caleb, i want you need to connect those two thoughts <laughs> just real quick <laughs> shut up uh so i just thought of this because you mentioned the scam earlier we didn't talk about the freaking twitter scam that happened yesterday oh, oh yeah that was yeah insane like is it is a double a bitcoin doubling scam mm-hmm. how did that how did that work how does how did, that work on twitter that is insane the fact that anyone read that went oh yeah yeah it's happening finally what? yeah <laughs> what <laughs> they got they got what they get? They got Kanye West's official. They got account. They got, they got, they got Apple and Joe Uber. Biden, Barack yeah. Obama, Obama, Biden, Obama, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. Yeah, no, they got like so Jeff many Bezos. people, and it's because they got uh, on the Twitter end. They got Twitter uh, employee credentials, mm. and then like, went into the back end of Twitter using those credentials and hacked through everyone's accounts ridiculous yeah so instead of it like being like someone trying to log in and break my password into my twitter and then post the message and doing that for like you know a hundred plus famous people they were like nah i'm just gonna get this one person's like user id to then go into twitter in their back like on their servers and everything and then just push it out from there insane that it the A, they could do that. B, that it could work. Yeah. I, I fucking so love dumb. the fact that it worked. That shows how just stupidly set up Twitter is. The My favorite tweet of them all is Jeff Bezos's, which says, <laughs> I've decided to give back to my community. All Bitcoins sent to my address will be sent back doubled. I am only doing a maximum of $50 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maximum of 50 million people. I loved that I saw, like, uh, he tweeted that he had control of his account again, and the first response was, like, uh, cool, now say something incriminating so we know it's you. <laughs> so they made, like, $110,000 is what yeah. everybody sent them in the time that it went up, which was, like, and it was only up for less than an hour. Yeah, less than an hour. $110,000 worth of Bitcoin sent. Speaking and of I Jeff doubt Bezos, they can dumb. really do anything about that. No, because of the not. way Bitcoin works. Yep. Yeah, it's probably done. Insane. Uh, speaking of Jeff Jeff Bezos, real quick, did you guys know that he only follows one person, and it's his ex wife on Twitter? <laughs> Yikes! That's really funny. That's Why hilarious. does he have a curse? It's funny wife? in a in a really bad no. way. In a very strange way. If you go to his Twitter account, he's only following one person. It's his ex wife. It's a very strange thing to have. I mean, was like, he following her before yes. they divorced. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, he must have been. That's well. Okay. That's not a definite yes. Very strange. Following one. 
<laughs> it's nice. incredible. Uh, okay, so uh, you somebody just mentioned a second ago that's a hundred thousand dollars is what they got away with. Hundred and ten. Hundred and ten thousand dollars. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous that that type of thing would still happen. Scam. Yeah, we oh are. We're in the wrong business. <laughs> We're giving back to people. Uh, okay. Anything else? Uh, Henry Cavill's trending on Twitter because he's building a PC. Yes, he is. Oh. If you yeah. want to see just the most muscular man you've ever seen, just build a PC for five minutes. It's beautiful. Here. His, his There's interview... a link. Enjoy it. Wow, that was very quick. I yeah. already interview... had it copied. I was going to send it at the end of this show. I was waiting for the podcast to end so we could talk about it, but I guess we'll put it in the podcast. Uh, his freaking interview where they're like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Xbox or PlayStation? He's like, PC. Yeah. yeah, and the interviewer was like, "Uh, he's a fucking he's he is the greatest nerd on earth, and I love every single thing that he does. Everything this, that he does, I, I haven't <laughs> I haven't found a single thing I dislike about Henry Cavill. Have Whoa, you really? seen Man of Steel? Yeah, <laughs> or Batman v Superman. It's not his there fault. We go. It was written as a piece but of shit. He is in it. That's okay. Like a lot." <laughs> Maybe like the main character you might say. Yeah, you well, I would call him the main <laughs> character actually. This uh PC gamer article says like the headline is watch Henry Cavill build a PC very seductively. <laughs> it's all you need. Also, it's important to know that the main character from that movie was actually Jesse Eisenberg's character. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. It's the only main character. Uh okay. Well, Go watch some Henry Cavill videos of him building a PC seductively, and we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.